Welcome to the BMJ Podcast. I'm Duncan Jarvis, Multimedia Editor for the BMJ. Now, as we said we were going to be last week, today I'm at EBM Live, a conference the BMJ runs with the Centre for Evidence-Based Medicine to talk about the problems of evidence creation and dissemination and implementation. Because of that, you're going to have to brace yourself for a whole lot of hardcore EBM content coming up. But to ease you into that, I thought I'd let you know about a new project that Cochrane Austria have been doing to try and combat some of those absolutely unevidence-based claims that abound in the media. Inspired by Behind the Headlines, which the NHS does and sort of has a look at the evidence behind the stories in the news, the team at Cochrane Austria decided to ask the public what questions they had about health. And the result was pretty interesting. My name is Gerald Gatlin. I'm the director of Cochrane Austria and uh, the associate director of the RTI University of North Carolina Evidence-Based Practice Center. Uh, great, thank you. And you're here this morning. You give a, a fantastic talk about um, a new initiative that you've been doing at Cochrane Austria about uh, answering people's questions, the questions that the, the general public have, as opposed to providing the information that, that you might think that they want. So um, where did that come from? When did you start doing that? And, and what was the sort of genesis behind that mm -hmm. idea? Yeah, so the general public usually is not, um, it's not someone you have on your mind when you think about evidence-based decision-making. But we, we realize that there is a great need because there are so many health claims in the media, in the social media, in the public media. And for lay people, it is very, very difficult to really assess the correctness behind these health claims because they don't have any methods training or they don't have any evidence-based medicine skills. And um, on the other hand, there were us in Cochrane, Austria, with a wealth of, of, of uh, information that just did not benefit the public. And so the goal was really to, to establish a link to serve the public, to, to address the public's needs for information on, on health uh, claims in the social and public media. Mm. And when um, Cochrane is deciding on a systematic review to do, you're kind of basing it on you know, new evidence that's out there based on sort of a, a specific research question that people are trying to, to answer. But that's probably not what the public's actually interested in or the kind of questions mm. that they're, they're interested in. So what kind of things are they asking you? It's a wide variation of topics. So uh, it's lifestyle uh, lifestyle things, fat, diets, uh, a lot of complementary and alternative medicine. Uh, very often we see that people just mistake advertisements, often well-concealed advertisements as journalistic articles. Um, and then there are the studies that are all over the media. A new study shows and it gets picked up by uh, by the media and very often it's based on, on exaggerated press releases from, from researchers and then it just sort of spirals out of, out of control, the message. And people are interested in that and the questions that we get are usually outside the regular patient information. It's sort of a niche that has not been covered so far and um, it's very, very personal things often like should I 
Is it really necessary to get my vitamin D level checked? Uh, do I need to drink more orange juice because I read it helps against dementia, and 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 things like that? And that's where um, that's where we we come in and where we help lay people to to uh, address and answer their 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 healthcare questions. Mm. And so you know, if you 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 had some examples up uh, on the board and and the ones you were just saying, and the thing that occurred to me when I was looking at that was they're asking very broad questions mm-hmm. like is this good for my health as opposed yeah. to you know does this have a chance of raising my HbA1c or you know whatever mm-hmm. like the, the kind yeah. of specific questions so how do you turn a sort of broad question like that into something that you can then apply some EBM methods to so we we um, do use evidence-based methods. So we always write a PICO question out of any question, and and we have to make assumptions because there's no topic refinement with with citizens. So we have to make assumptions what they actually really want to know and where this fits in. And based on the PICO question, we conduct rapid reviews. We look for systematic reviews. If we find any, then great. Then we use them to answer the question. If not, we take it a step down. We look at control trials, even uh, non-randomized trials sometimes. But um, but we we do have to make assumptions and, and narrow everything a bit down. Mm. And um, do you find that there's often evidence to answer these sort of broad questions mm. that people have? Unfortunately, that's very often we have to say there's really no evidence and we can't say either that neither that it does not work nor does it, that it, that it works. Um, especially in this, uh, in, in the nutritional health claims area, um, so much is sold as, as a nutritional supplement and uh, the claims are, are outrageous sometimes. Mm. And there really is no evidence. So you can't even say, uh, you know, this is wrong. All you can say is there's no evidence and we can't tell. Mm. And we've, the feedback that we get is that people often aren't happy with that because they want clear answers. But, um, but I would say there's a, a substantial proportion of, of, of uh, inquiries that we cannot answer because it has never been addressed, not even with a small observational study. Mm. Out of all of those questions that you get, um, how do you triage them? How do you decide what you can answer and, and do you have a process for doing that? We um, we have a process how we address them. Uh, the selection of what we address is uh, a little bit subjective um, because we get many answers. Some are just too specific. Uh, sometimes they are um, too medical. So people want, I have this disease, uh, do I need to do this? And and that's really not what we are trying to do because we, we don't know these patients. We, we don't want to answer their, their specific healthcare questions. Um, but... Often uh, we get multiple questions on the same topic, and then we can easily combine them. and 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 then sometimes um, some questions are just more interesting than others, and we think that's really interesting and fascinating. We definitely will will answer that because, um, for example, the the glacier stone powder. Um, I've never even heard of that. Sounds totally absurd, <laughs> but it's actually being sold in Austria. Uh, a pharmacist invented uh, a pill with glacier stone powder and claims that this helps against hangovers. It's high in minerals, and um, yeah, it, it 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 is as absurd as it sounds. But uh, 
people are making money with that and, and other people ask us, do I really need to take that? Is it worth the investment? If you could give me an example, that would be really helpful to kind of help people understand what you're going. So uh, have you had any interesting questions and sort of take us through um, actually how you, you went from that to looking and then answering them? Um, so the the example that I brought, the pill against love sickness, that was a question that we got. So that pill is, uh, I think, a uh, package costs 20 euros and someone asked, you know, is it worth taking it? I have a broken heart. Should I really take that? And then we, we look into it and, and we found one miserable study that really did not prove that this pill works. And, um, and from, from, from there we used in our distribution channels to get the information out uh, via the Austrian Consumers Union or a major newspaper. And, and that's when, when people then pick it up. Mm. And when you've got, so that was a specific drug, Amorex? Amorex. Mm. Yeah. Um, and when you've got a specific drug with a manufacturer who's got, you know, money in the, uh, in the game, um, they can't be very happy about you pulling apart their mm. claims. Uh, you've been sued a couple of times. Have you had uh, yeah. a, a lot of trouble with that? We've been sued twice. We have been threatened lawsuits multiple times. Um, we we think it's really intimidation because we know that companies do that with bloggers as well. So they threaten to sue them. Sometimes they sue them and then bloggers often have to pull back because they don't have the university behind them who who picks up the uh, the building at the end. Uh, we've won one lawsuit and um, it's really it really comes down to to profit seeking versus scientific freedom and and evidence and uh, the judge really sided with our arguments that this is scientific freedom and we have a methods manual we treat every request exactly the same and that's what it is this is our our scientific opinion about it but um, companies are not happy, absolutely. And uh, but we view it as as really as as a as a way of, of trying to intimidate us. When whenever we win, uh, we then start sort of a little social media campaign uh, just to show them that it also can hurt um, if you if you just sue to intimidate people. Mm. It can backfire, and you can get bad press and you can get uh, bad social media responses. Yeah. It was interesting because um, you know it's it's something that we worry about being sued. Mm. Uh, we go through lots of kind of checks with our lawyers when we we publish stuff, but we're often not worried, or I don't think we very often are worried about um, publishing negative things about a, a drug or something because we feel like the pharmaceutical companies kind of know the game; they yeah. understand what's going on. But these new kind of entrants to this this yeah. healthcare market seem to be much more aggressive. Absolutely, yeah. We've never been sued by a pharmaceutical company, although we've often published systematic reviews that said your the new drug costs five times as much as the old drug, but isn't better, or, or the new drug has more side effects. Um, but I think the, the large pharmaceutical companies, they are more aware of the risks that, that a lawsuit can have. The two companies that have sued us now, they're small companies. One is a family owned company. And I think they, they're probably not really aware of the, the ramifications that, that, that such a lawsuit can have. And, and maybe it's really just, uh, the, what they always do when, when they try to intimidate someone. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. And um, in terms of the kind of the law backing this up, you know, you you can publish this, you can say that um, this drug, Amorex, doesn't have any uh, good evidence to to mm. to treat love sickness, um, but that doesn't necessarily stop them advertising like that. No, it does not. And that really is the shame because there is an EU uh, nutritional health claims regulation that just is, is toothless and doesn't work well because no one really cares about it. And as I've mentioned, uh, our consumers union told us that it's very difficult to sue a company that is breaching the health claims regulation because at the end of the day, it's always about semantics and you must prove that the health claim is actually misleading the public. And that's very hard to do because uh, uh, it, it really comes down then to, to, to arguments about, about single words in, in that health claim. Mm. And it must feel sometimes that you're, you're fighting against this giant tide of, of things coming in. You, how many more questions do you get than you can, than you can answer? Um, we try to answer about uh, 100 questions a year and we get five, six times that, that amount. We work on a very small budget. It's about 200,000 euro um, a year. And with that, that that's it. So with that, we, we do what we can do. Um, and that, of course, is a small fraction of the marketing budgets that big companies have. And, and of course, we are fighting windmills, but... Um, but it's still worth doing it, and and um, at least some companies, maybe maybe some companies learn that there is an active voice, and that people are consumers are critical, and and they want answers, um, and maybe someday the government funds us more, and <laughs> and uh, and we can do this on on a larger scale. And I suppose partly it is also about you know inculcating that spirit of inquiry in mm-hmm. um in consumers in the, in the general public and giving them an avenue to ask these questions that that is actually really hard you know doctors don't don't uh, yeah. can't answer these absolutely yes and many consumers uh, actually question what doctors tell them because doctors tell patients and people all kinds of 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 nonsense as well <laughs> sometimes for uh, for financial reasons or for other reasons, or maybe they don't know better. Um, so consumers are are critical and they're questioning things, and that's the that's the good the good part. And and we just help them uh, in their struggle of, of getting a, an evidence based answer. As I said, we're recording this at EBM Live, and we'll be bringing you more from there over the next couple of weeks. If you're hearing this and you liked it and you've not yet heard our Talk Evidence programs, then go back and check them out. They're on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts or on bmj.com slash podcasts, all available for free. The BMJ's Helen McDonald and Carl Hendigan from the Centre for Evidence-Based Medicine hold forth about all things evidence, how it's made, how it's used and how it goes wrong so often. So all of those and all of our other podcasts as well, as I said, are available from wherever you get your podcasts. So check that out. Until next time, I'm Duncan Jarvis. Thanks for listening. <laughs>